It's the best of the worst B-movie breakdown 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 This is the police Put down your gun and nothing will happen to you. I repeat, this is the police. Put down your gun and nothing will happen to you. Welcome to this week's B-Movie Breakdown. We are a weekly podcast where we find the humor and enjoyment in low-budget and lesser-known films of the past and present. Home of the good, the bad, and the what the fuck. Uh, so, you know, each week's movie will be revealed in the prior episode, so you can join into uh, On This Madness. And uh, most of our movies, well, actually the majority of them, uh, maybe sometimes there'll be some YouTube stuff, but they'll almost always be found on Netflix. So if you subscribe on Netflix, you're able to watch all the movies. That is streaming on Netflix. Streaming, yes. Now you have to wait for the DVD to come <laughs> in the mail. <sighs> I need more than a week, guys. Come on. <laughs> I'm not done watching my other movies. Uh, you can listen to us if you subscribe on iTunes. Uh, the MB3s are also available for download on our website, which is bnbpodcast.com, and you can find us on Stitcher. You can reach us on our site, our email, bnbpodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at bnbpodcast, or on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash bnbpodcast. Send any suggestions, thoughts on movies, previous movies, current movies, whatever you want to do. Uh, you may have noticed in the beginning our theme song, which was created by Jonathan Mann, Mann with two N's. You can find it at jonathanmann.net or on YouTube at Song A Day Man. We record this from the Three Rivers Arkansas facility in Medical Illinois. They are a facility that is a nonprofit organization dedicated to the greater art, arts in the greater Manukashanahan area. Donate to them, uh, threeriversarts.org, hyphens between all of them. Did you really just say in Manuka, Illinois? Yes, I did. I'm so disappointed in you, Corey. <laughs> I know. I was instantly disappointed in myself. You know, why don't I just say Joliet, too? Joliet, Illinois. Manuka. Oh, yeah, that's my favorite right there, Manuka. And the first time I heard it was coming from a professor at JJC. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, got to go run through those quick. So I was running through it a little too quick, and I said Illinois instead of Illinois. Shit happens. Shit also happens <laughs> in our movie this week, which if you have not seen this movie, whether... If you saw it when you were a kid, you have to go rewatch it because I rented this movie quite a few times when I was a child. Yeah, I saw it once as a kid and had no idea it was what it is. Yeah, I don't remember much from the movie other than the alien himself and the kid. The movie we speak of is Mac and Me. If you, if you seriously, if you haven't seen this movie and you don't want it spoiled, or maybe us. Li- Talking about it will inspire you to go watch the insanity in this movie. It is so worth it. I actually felt the need to go out and buy a copy of this shitty movie, and I did. I spent $10, and I'm so glad. <laughs> yeah, so please, 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 I encourage you to watch this movie. And the movies we've done previously have been ridiculous. I mean, Troll 2 is still one of the best first movies, but this one... This, this one knocked it off, yeah, in, in my opinion. This one is just... This movie is... I, I want somebody to, to make a documentary about this movie. Because oh. I need to know more <laughs> behind this movie. I need to know more. And if 
you thought last week's movie, Halloween Resurrection, had an ending that was in, that was amazing and insane. This one takes the cake by far. I mean, it's going to be hard to beat this movie. Uh, some other ones we have in store do seem ridiculous, but this this is like blown out of blown me out of the water. I can't even believe some of the shit that happened in this movie. If you don't know, Mech and Me is a, a 1988 sci-fi film. Sci-fi, quote-unquote. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, about a young boy in a wheelchair who befriends an alien that escapes a NASA um, experiment. Uh, that's that's basically all you need to know about the movie. Shitty E.T. ripoff, but no, there's one more thing you need to know. This, this is the worst, the worst like overdose of product placement ever. And this was back in the late 80s when this wasn't even a big thing. Oh my god, it is absolutely ridiculous. It It's basically like a giant McDonald's and Coca-Cola commercial, but there's more in here. In fact, I oh, have yeah. a master list of all the product placement Skittles. that happened in this movie. We've got Coca-Cola, McDonald's, of course. Dos Equis beer and the photo of Eric's dad for some reason. Yeah. A playset from the Filmation cartoon series Brave Star. A clip from the cartoon The Snorks. Skittles. Two clips. Two oh. clips from Snorks. Skittles. Energizer batteries. The power wheels. The little kids' cars that you could drive around. Um, Big Macs mentioned specifically by name. Sears. Wix Furniture for some goddamn reason. We have multiple times Wix Furniture. furniture. My family is hiding out at Wix Furniture, guys. We have to go there. Volkswagen. McKids. Pepsi. Kind of uh, sketched off in the background, but still there. Chicago Cubs. Chicago Bears. WGN itself. Hinkley and Schmidt Water. Sumitomo Bank, which I guess is a thing in California. (laughs) Carnation Ice. Ice cream, I guess they make ice cream. Brawny paper towels, planters, nuts, camel cigarettes, and Cadillac. <laughs> yes. So much product placement in this movie. I, I feel like that's the that's and they got all their money from. And another thing, if you watch the trailer to this before you watch the movie, which you should, I didn't see it till afterwards, it opens with Ronald McDonald himself reading a script saying, Hi kids, I'm on the set of my new my first movie, Mac and Me. Like what the fuck? Did, did you notice that in the credits Ronald McDonald was credited as that? Oh yes, and it, Ronald McDonald as himself. Yeah, like kids were gonna read this and be pissed and upset that they found out Ronald McDonald was played by somebody. Uh and then to close out the trailer, they're like paging Ronald McDonald. Oh, I gotta go. And then they pop up a little thing claiming that uh, a portion of the proceeds from this movie will go to uh, Ronald McDonald House Charities. But considering considering this movie had a budget of thirteen million and only took in six point four and didn't even halfway break even, I wonder if there were any proceeds and kids didn't get their donations because nobody saw this shitty movie. This movie uh, is also has a zero percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which makes it one of the worst films of all time. Uh, Recently, I hadn't thought about the movie in quite a long time until... 2011 film Paul came out and in the film Nick Frost's character mentions that he started believing in aliens because of Mac and me and I was just like oh my god I can't believe somebody else remembers Mac and me enough to put like a film like in a reference in a movie but I um before that even um I but it was years before that 
it used to be a running gag on Conan whenever Paul Rudd was on there that instead of showing a clip from whatever movie he was on there to promote, they would show this uh, wheelchair incident scene <laughs> instead. <laughs> Every time, and, and, and apparently the, la- the last time Paul Rudd was on Conan O'Brien recently, they showed that clip again. So they're still doing that gag uh, to this day. Uh, Paul Rudd wasn't even in the movie, unfortunately, but you know what? I'm glad they do it anyway. And it says that Jennifer Aniston's film debut as an uncredited uh, extra. Oh, she must have been at the McDonald's birthday party. Oh, yeah. oh boy. That, oh, God. The McDonald's birthday party is insane. <laughs> I want to have a McDonald's birthday party, Mommy, said no child ever. <laughs> they made McDonald's look like the greatest place on earth. Literally, the greatest place on earth. This is just like a place where all the neighborhood kids can gather and, you know, just clusterfuck the shit out of the entire parking lot with a gigantic breakdancing circle and then bring a flash mob dance into the restaurant and dance on the countertop and fuck knows where else. And we'll all just smile and laugh and clap and join in. Why? Okay. Why were there football players in yeah, full football gear? players in full uniform and they join in the dance too? Like they've been practicing it for weeks. And Ronald McDonald, the only, there people, too. the only people not impressed with the dance were the ballerinas. Yeah. The table of ballerinas yawning and not impressed with the dance. Yeah, try getting blisters on your toes from fucking toe shoes, bitch. <laughs> Yeah, the dance scene, oh my god, the dance scene is so crazy. I couldn't even believe it was going on. When they pull up to McDonald's to go to this birthday party... uh, (sighs) Yeah, they can barely even get into the lot. There's only like one open space right when you pull in, because otherwise they couldn't get around this gigantic mob that's out in the parking lot. doesn't even have anything to do with the birthday party. And then eventually they see the dance inside, and then they just like start going with it outside, too. Yeah, they're dancing outside with a boombox, breakdancing. Uh, when I see all these people here, I was like, is everybody here for this birthday party? It looks like it. It really does. Yeah. It's like the most popular 12-year-old girl ever. <laughs> well, my daddy works for Enron, and he paid everybody to come. <laughs> my dad's Ronald McDonald. Oh, God. <laughs> my dad's the Hamburglar. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the dance scene is so... I mean, there's been unnecessary dance scenes in movies before, but this takes the cake. This, like, uh, this almost makes me, I wonder, I doubt it, though, but, like, in Clerks 2, there's that, like, very unnecessary dance scene at the movies, and it kind of reminds me of this. Like, I wonder if Kevin Smith, like, took any inspiration from Mac and me. I highly doubt it, but it's very much like You never know. Like, outside the fast food restaurant, there's an impromptu dance scene, and, oh, my God, it is... Oh, God, this whole movie is insane. When it starts out... We should probably start from yeah. the beginning. When it starts out, they're, they show this planet, and all of a sudden you, you see these hairless cats. That's, a, that's what they look like. They look like hairless cats, but with messed up faces. I guess they kind of do like Mr. Biggles, yes. but their faces don't look feline no, no, at all. No, their faces don't look like cats, but their bodies look like 
like a, if you took a, a hairless cat like Mr. Bigglesworth and mixed it with a na- just a naked person. <laughs> yeah. Because they look just like naked people walking around. There's no genitalia for some no. goddamn reason. No. So God knows how they sexually reproduced and had their two children. We were wondering that. We were wondering that as well. Uh, maybe because their mouths were only in the like hole formation the whole time. And most disturbing of all is the fact that their dad is like seven feet tall, skinny, weird, lanky. He's got the posture of Steve Urkel, and he's constantly swaying around like he's just drunk off his ass. And he's just the creepiest fucking thing because he won't make any noise. He'll just stare at you and like tilt his head around. They do that whistle keep, every like, now and then. That's about it. Yeah, they do like the shitty like. At first, it starts off sounding like R two D two, and then they like switch to bird whistles because I guess they thought they were gonna get sued. But like, <laughs> that's how it sounds at first. Like. <sighs> I can't whistle, but basically, like, <laughs> yeah, it's not going through. But yeah, I can't whistle. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, it is. <sighs> Except the the baby himself, who ends up being like the the titular character. I really think he looks like a misshapen gargoyle fetus. <laughs> <laughs> the they all walked kind of drunk. All mm-hmm. the mom, the dad, and the older sibling mm-hmm. from uh, Mac. Which the reason it's called Mac is because it stands for mysterious alien creature. Which she just pulls out of his ass mid movie. Which I can't believe they did that. Like, why couldn't it just been Mac? Why did it have to be such an ET ripoff? Like ET yeah. extraterrestrial. Why did it have to be an acronym? Why did it have to be that way? As a matter of fact, the working title of ET was ET and Me. So then they just went with Mac and Me. So they they were just like they just decide fuck it. We're going balls deep with the ripoff. Did you also notice at the end of the movie in the credits it said Mac and Me a joint venture? Yeah, and that was copywritten. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like a joint it? venture by <laughs> McDonald's and Coca-Cola yeah, I, and Ryan. I was like, well, maybe that was a different title for the movie and they just didn't use it. Like, that was just going to be the title for the movie. <laughs> That'll be the Stoner sequel when Eric grows up making me a joint venture. <laughs> We're going down to Mexico to get some whores and try to get my dick to stand up finally. <laughs> They go to a donkey show <laughs> where the donkey's also in a wheelchair. <laughs> so, uh, by the way, okay, when Mac, most of the movie Mac is like a puppet or or just a... A shitty animatronic toy. Just basically. an animatronic something or a puppet or... It's not even a puppet because the mouth never moves. None of their mouths move of the family. Mm-hmm. They do the whistle thing and their cheeks kind of move. But when, okay, Mac, what would, you, would you say he's the size of like a baby? Yeah, kind of more like a toddler. Okay. Two or three years old, probably. But when when there's a person playing him, he's about the size of, like, a five-year-old child. Yeah. His size changes drastically oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. when it's a person playing it. And it's so obvious. And I love how he's, like, this tiny little thing that supposedly doesn't know shit, but then whenever he needs to get away from somebody, he's just a fucking cheetah. <laughs> and they just have the shitty camera in front of this thing. It's, like, it's obviously not moving. It's on a thing they're pulling along, and they're just having the arms move slightly oh, yeah. to simulate running uh, and they just play the stupid little little shitty score you hear in all these shitty ass quote unquote family movies about a kid and some animal or some lovable goofy creature <laughs> and I can't believe that Alan Silvestri 
did the score for this movie. You know, yeah, he's he's probably for those of you who aren't into film scores, he's probably most famous for doing the Back to the Future series. Yeah. He's also done the original two Predator movies, Grumpy Old Men, Forrest Gump, Castaway, yeah, anything Robert Zemeckis. Also, basically. also most recently Captain America and the Avengers. But yeah. he's also got some shitty movies to his credit. Besides this, he also did the Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. They must have, this, that was just sometimes you just got to do things to get and some money. My stepmother is an alien. Stop or my mom will shoot. So, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe it when I saw his name pop up. I was, and the music sometimes does sound very Back to the Future esque uh, of quite a few times. Uh, you're talking about how much of an ET ripoff it is. There's the scene where they're chasing. Uh, Eric, who's the other main character of this movie, and Mac, through the neighborhood, that neighborhood looks like the same exact neighborhood from E.T. Like, I know houses, and maybe in houses in California, all look the same at the time, but even, like, the curves and corners and everything when they're chasing them (laughs) is, like, the same exact neighborhood from E.T. when they're chasing him on his bike. But instead of this time, it's in a wheelchair. Uh, well, I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, it looked eerily similar. Although I also wouldn't put it past him to spend a shit ton of money trying to find locations that look just like E.T. Yeah. and use oh, those, yeah. but for cheaper. Oh, yeah. Which would be hilarious. Well, we were talking before, Mac and his family are on their planet, which we have no idea what planet this is. It's never explained. Yeah, U.S. has never, like, sent a space probe out to, like, gather shit and, like, bring it back to Earth. Like, yeah, bring back all these dangerous space rocks and dirt and uh, like a, a vacuum suck of atmosphere from this place and bring it back here. <laughs> well, somehow this hose that's using, that's uh, sucking in atmosphere samples manages to suck in Mac and his entire family. Mind you, this thing is only about the size of like a... Yeah, for some reason they can all like get a, sucked into like small It's spaces. only like the thickness of like maybe like a buff human arm, but like they get sucked up like they're ghosts and this is a trap from Ghostbusters. Yeah. All four of them. And they're so huge and this probe is so small. There's no way they could have all fit in there so basically they must just be like ghosts like the one girl guesses (laughs) so they get sucked up in there because they're just so stupid i mean they see the thing land and then the dumbass dad the first thing he does is gather his family around him grab a rock and throw it at it like yes let's antagonize this thing and i think it sets the stage perfectly for the way these pieces of shit treat everything they encounter in the rest of the movie they're just and they just walk around like if they can make any noise other than the whistle, the noise I think they would make would be almost like the clowns from Killer Clowns in Outer Space. It's very reminiscent of that. Unfortunately, they don't have any noses to shoot to kill them. Because they seem to be able to take an impressive amount of damage without a problem. The only thing that seems to slow them down is like starving or not having enough Coca-Cola in their system. Yeah, because you see them drinking on their planet, which the only way they could eat is to drink because their mouths never move from this circular blowjob face. It's just like, I'm the whole time, I'm just like, oh, smile like a donut. I love how they're, like, wandering around naked on their planet, but somehow they have this perfectly made, like, stretchy, squiggly, silly straw to, like, suck, I guess, coke out of the ground, which which must happen. Planet (laughs) Coca-Cola. Yeah, I honestly don't know. So when they get to Earth... 
the NASA people are, you know, taking a, taking things out of the probe and stuff, and then they come out, and the, you know, the dad just like walking around lanky, breaks some glass and things like that, because he's just like doesn't know where the hell he's at. They Starts also, electrocuting everything. Yeah, because they, they have some sort of power. Yeah, somehow they have the power to just like not just electrocute things, but like blow the, explode their way through walls. They just like touch a piece of steel and like it blows up, and they just get to walk out of this fucking NASA building. Like really. Yeah. Really? And they're that dangerous, so why aren't why aren't all these military people like shooting to kill yeah, and take these I, fuckers down? I felt like if 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 this was really how NASA was, it's really poorly run and really poor security, then they couldn't take down these aliens or have s- some sort of way to stop them because they just ran past everybody. Even Mac, when he's all left behind, he just runs past yeah, everybody. His family, the other guys, like blow their own way out of the building and start going, leaving their kid behind, which is so smart. And he manages to somehow like get the door to open himself, I guess, by fucking with the electricity. And then all the army guards are lined up there with their guns trained on him. So what does he do? Take off running like a cheetah and somehow manage to just get away. <laughs> and then he goes to blow his way through an electric fence, but because it's electric somehow, he ends up getting electrocuted. And instead, they do what I guess was supposed to be cute by having him holding onto the fence and like stretching out like super cartoony and going... <laughs> Yeah, uh, there, that part was very cartoony, and the next part where he goes across the road and gets splattered onto the windshield. Yeah, the he car. finally gets blows off the fence and like tumbleweeds into the street and gets hit by a car and then gets like cartoon splattered on the windshield, getting completely in this guy's way so that he can't see, and then he ends up swerving into like the oncoming lane. And they're playing this music like, "Oh, this is so, this is just so cute and playful." This guy's at a seriously like about to kill somebody. Because because he can't see because this piece of yeah, shit's on the windshield. Yeah, and they basically do because the one car, he turns his car and the other car turns and like, like hits side by side. But then the other car oncoming goes on top of the other car and yeah. smashes Yeah, this giant away. pickup truck goes flying through the air and lands on top of these other two cars. And then immediately... Because God knows people carry fire extinguishers yeah. in their car. They so some, many. They have so many fire extinguishers. Some woman's like, oh, here, I got a fire extinguisher. And she opens the door to this car where it doesn't look like anything's wrong. And she starts spraying. Then they cut back to this guy. He's, like, covered head to toe, like, at the end of Ghostbusters in, like, foam. But his arm's on fire. A man is on fire. This terrible pileup happened. People are severely hurt, if not dead. But, oh, this is just so cute because this little guy is just trying to get away. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> Fuck you! I just didn't understand why his whole body was covered in the... So, but his arm was on fire. <laughs> this poor dad goes out to try to help people, and then we cut back to the, the main characters, which is like the family of three in this movie, and they're wondering what's going on, and this guy's walking by like, oh, is what's going on? Is it any... You're, you know, is everybody okay? And the one guy just goes, oh, no, it's nothing serious. No, a multi-car pileup where somebody's on fire. <laughs> NBD. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. You mentioned the family of three, which is Eric, the youngest son. He's in the wheelchair. In the wheelchair. You have Janet. Who's the mom. the mom and Michael? Who's the brother? But let me just say, on the wiki page, claims their name is Cruz. It never comes up in the movie, no, but I'm no. going with it. In <laughs> fact, I don't call him Michael. I call his older brother Mikey Cruz because he is for for the movie that he's in. He actually does a fairly decent job of trying to be a pimp. And also, when you've got a name like Mikey Cruz, you just can't lose. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um. 
I have some questions about this family, okay? Uh, a little bit later on, Eric, when they're moving into the new house, has a picture of his dad, touches the picture, the dad's clearly passed on. Mm-hmm. But there's no explanation as to how the dad died, and there's no explanation to how Eric is in the wheelchair, or why he's in the wheelchair. My theory is that because they're in a car in the thing, and the mom keeps like being like very like uh, making sure that everything's good for Eric, you know, like really trying to make up for something. I feel either the dad or her, they all got in a car accident, and the dad died. <laughs> and, and Eric ended up paralyzed in a wheelchair. <laughs> that is dark as hell. I like it. <laughs> that's the only. That's all. That's like. That's the. That's what I came up with. I was like, either the mom crashed the car, and that's why she's being so sympathetic to Eric. Like, oh, there's low windows, there's low counters, which the counters weren't really that low when you, when they showed the counters later on. Yeah. She's making. She's just like, there's low everything. Not easy a single access. step in the house. Yeah, like, she's being very, like, sympathetic to his cause. Though blames him for everything. Though he's in a wheelchair. Yeah. How can he possibly cause this much destruction, move all this shit yeah, well, around the house? Well, let's, just, let's save yeah. that just for a bit and get yeah. back to... Back well, on the already in the here. beginning when they when they show him in the car Coke product, the kid's drinking a Coke. It's zoomed in on heavily, oh, multiple yeah. times, and they like cut to him too, like very obviously sucking hard on the straw and the Coke, like hmm? quizzical look. <laughs> yeah, and. <laughs> And, and the stupid little alien retard manages to just sneak his way into the van while all these NASA government people are like searching every vehicle that are stopped because of this pile up. And he's just sitting there on the back seat, not even trying to hide. This guy just does like the quickest cursory little like shine a flashlight in a window or two and huh, oh, you guys are good. Yeah. Like these guys obviously graduated from the same security school that the guards from the, the asylum and Halloween resurrection went to, <laughs> which is apparently the University of I Don't Give a Fuck. <laughs> Also in the scene, you see a cut to the family who's already made it like halfway out into the desert. <laughs> Maybe they have the cheetah speeds of uh, Mac. Who knows? They don't seem like it. They walk so damn slow. No. But they're all the way out in the middle of the desert already at this point, wandering around in the desert. And how did they get away? They probably murdered a bunch of soldiers <laughs> to do it. Uh, one thing I thought was really funny when... Because they go past the thing, and they're almost to their house, and Eric goes, look at all the cars. Yeah. That's pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to our new home, Eric. Route 35. Yeah. <laughs> why, why does that make an area look nice if there's a lot of cars? He's like, yeah, there's a, oh, there's a lot of cars. This looks pretty nice. I was just like, what? I thought that was the weirdest. Oh, you know what else I liked was uh, before that, when Eric was sipping on his Coke, he sets it down, and then Mac first grabs it and starts sucking on the thing and oh I like it so he reaches back for it he's like hey you took my coke yelling at his brother Mikey there he's like no I didn't and she's just like oh come on stop it guys and she's like Eric's obviously still looking at Mikey there and he hears a burp he's like see I told you and then the mom goes oh gross yeah how gross to burp after drinking a soda what is this bitch's problem (laughs) Uh, one thing I want to know is that Okay, he's in the wheelchair. There's no way to find out because there's no bio about this kid. Is he really? Because I don't think he was really. His legs move way too much. 
<laughs> and if you notice, the camera a lot of times is above his waist. A lot of shots are of him above his waist until later on. I've seen his legs move multiple times, <laughs> especially when he first gets out of the van and that girl sees him. His legs are like kicking at one point. <laughs> I was even like, because then I noticed a lot of shots in the house are always above his waist. And I was like, oh, they don't want to show his feet moving because his kid probably couldn't get his shit together, you know, and just sit there for a little while. He was too hopped up on coke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well... It's either that or the mom, but maybe maybe both. I don't know. But I like when they first pull up to their house, they see the neighbor girl sitting across the street where there are no houses, dressed up as, like, a very, like, stereotypical, like, offensive, like, Indian with, like, a fake teepee behind yeah. her. And this giant bird sitting on top of it. What which, was she doing? She mentioned something about... Yeah, she goes, I'm communing with the earth spirits. And they're like, oh, welcome to California, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that was really... And she never did anything like that ever again the whole movie. I thought maybe that was going to be, like, a thing of hers. Like, oh, She's very, like, nature, you know, oriented and things like that. And they never really bring that up again. It's just like, okay, she's just a weird little girl, I guess. But, well, also, this girl, Debbie, she's the worst actress in the whole movie. <laughs> if, any, if, if you had to give anybody worst actor award for this movie, uh, speaking of that, this movie was nominated <coughs> for four Razzies. Oh, yeah. Uh, it actually won worst new star, Ronald McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> And worst director, so it was now also nominated for worst picture and worst screenplay, but didn't win for those. I wonder what won that year. But I love how worst new star Ronald McDonald. I wonder if he was there to accept his award. So they start to unload their their van to like move all their shit in. Well, they have moving vans there too, with people doing that before they got there. But I notice after all the other shameless product placement in this movie, they hand Eric a box of cereal, like a big box of different things of cereal, and set it on his lap, and it's all cheap off-brand shit in a bag. Why didn't they do more? Why didn't they throw some cereal in there? I would love to see some Count Chocula, some tricks, some Lucky Charms, something. They zoomed in on his bag of Skittles at one point, so that's okay. (laughs) Like, it's Skittles on his lap, and for some reason they had to show the bag of Skittles on his lap. Logo out fully, make sure you know what this is. As he's watching Snorks. And uh, that's when they mention the mom. You were saying about how the mom was really airheaded and dumb. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, yeah, this is when they say... Max sneaks into the room, right? He starts fucking with the electricity. He gets his uh, radio-controlled car going without him playing with it. And that's weird. And Eric has a TV set up, and he turns the TV on without it being plugged in. So he's like, huh? So, like, he goes to plug the TV in then, and he's like... He, he calls his mom, and she comes in, and the weirdest fucking thing that really set me off. He's like, you want some lunch? She goes, here's your toe. He goes, what? You know, tuna and whole wheat? Like, what the fuck is that? Like, yeah. here's your toe. What? I don't know, Eric. I just say things. We literally, <laughs> literally like 10 minutes later, uh, my girlfriend and I laugh. We're laughing about that like 10 minutes later again. She just goes, so dumb. Toe. <laughs> I, was just like, I was just like, I just go, uh, the, what, what, my response to her was just, and then she just says things sometimes. And then he goes, look, Mom, i got to show you this. He holds up the cord where the TV's plugged in. He unplugs it, then it turns off, and she goes, that's very good. Like, what kind of patronizing bitch are you? Okay, retard. Good job. Very good, you unplugged the TV, and it turned off. He's like, no, it was staying on before. Like, well, if it happens again, you let me know, condescending bitch mode. <laughs> <laughs> Um, then when Mac goes running out of the house, uh, a- after a few other incidences, uh, 
he runs out, and the neighbor next door goes, Yeah, she's suddenly back on her deck instead of across the street. Yeah, she's like, what are you looking for? And uh, you looking for your friend? Eric goes, yeah, he ran out here. Did you just see him? (laughs) She She goes, she goes, you don't know what your friend looks like? Well, first she goes, yeah, he was cute. Like, oh, did you get a good look at him? Yeah, don't you know what your friend looks like? Uh, he goes, oh, it's my brother. Uh, she goes, he's your brother? Where are you from? <laughs> you just thought he was cute, you goofy bitch. <laughs> she's she's obviously going to be like a school weird girl. She's going to start like putting out like at age 12. She's going to be their local junior high's handjob queen. I can see it now. <laughs> yeah, but I just thought that was so weird how he went from like, he clearly knows his a creature, and he clearly can tell that she saw it, but then he goes, that's my brother. (laughs) He just said it was his friend that he doesn't... One, he goes, he just said it was his friend. Two, he said he doesn't know what it looks like, and now he says it's his brother. So he doesn't know what his own brother looks like? If I was him, I just would have bullshit a little harder. Like, yeah, we're we're accident prone. I'm in a wheelchair. He's a burn victim. (laughs) (laughs) So, I, I just don't understand... Why this alien is terrorizing this kid in the handy this kid in the wheelchair? Yeah, he like, just keeps terrorizing. Sometimes they'll make it look like he's stupid and doesn't know what he's doing, but later in the movie you see he's intelligent enough to know what he's doing most of the time. So what the fuck, you stupid little alien piece of yeah, shit? Yeah, and then he moves all the shit around the house at one point, and they instantly blame Eric. Like, oh, what the fuck? You know what I like before that is they they have all the shit to unpack, right? They manage to do it in a single day. Yeah, because he's in bed, and they not only have everything set up, but Mikey whips out a fucking handsaw, and he's, like, carving up, like, new shelves to put up in the living room. Like, what? Yeah, we noticed that. We're like, oh my god, Eric's room has all the posters and everything yeah. up already. It's completely organized to ex- the exact specifications and, of how he wanted it. And he's afraid of the creature, so his mom comes in and, like, reaches under the covers and pulls out a giant baseball bat. It's like, well, Eric, is that a baseball bat under your covers? You're just happy to see me. <laughs> <laughs> so when he expresses his fear of the creature, she basically blows him off then he gets up the next morning and because his radio controlled car is going all around again so he's like what the fuck so he pulls himself into his wheelchair and wheels himself out the room and he goes by his brother's room and for some reason in my head I thought like oh he's going to have a girl in his bed already he didn't but it's so much better if he did (laughs) like Mikey Cruz first night in the neighborhood getting laid oh yeah totally but then he goes by there and then like something out of a horror movie this gigantic like 24 inch drill pokes through the wall like right in his face twice yeah twice and then Matt peeks out like, derpa derpa der, isn't this cute? So he's like, oh my god, what? He leaves the drill sticking out of the second hole. So then he wheels around and sees what Mac did. Yeah, and he rearranged everything in the whole house. All the shit, the shit from outside, rocks, boulders, all this other like shit. Entire plants, small yeah. trees, huge tufts of prairie and, grass, like they're transplanted. And the mom comes out and instantly blames the kid in the wheelchair. Yeah. Like, she like, doesn't even What say, did you do, Eric? She doesn't even say Michael first. She instantly blames the kid in the wheelchair. And then she's like, this is too much. I'm going back to bed. Yeah, she's like, what the fuck? And he's like, what do you want me to say, Mom? I don't want you to say anything. I can't believe it. I'm going back to bed. Like, <laughs> Mommy needs her bourbon. Yeah, and she like, does. I just don't give a fuck. And he goes outside. But I thought to myself, well, if you set this whole place up in a day, you could probably clean it up yeah. in a day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he goes outside looking for Mac. And like that little shit, he even cut like a huge triangular 
hole in the front door, like, oh, yeah. great, now intruders could get in. Yeah. Just to, like, peek in, and I'm like, derpa, 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 aren't I cute? <laughs> <laughs> so he realizes Mac is in the backyard, and he goes out back and goes through the gate. There's like this gate in the back by the fence. I don't really know why that gate's there, because it just goes down to a... like a hill, a massive hill that goes to a cliff. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know how many people are wanting to go, you know, hang out by the cliff. And it they... could just be a thing, like, you know, like fencing in their backyard. We don't really see the limits of it. I could see, yeah. like, if you had kids, you'd want to have a gate to make sure they don't fall off the cliff like this dumbass yeah. does. So uh, he starts going down the hill, loses control. And he's getting lured on by Max stupid bird calls, like, oh, the fucker's out here, I'm going to get him. Yeah, and then Debbie sees him start going down the hill all fast. The kid starts freaking out, flying down the hill, and then he goes off this cliff at the end of the hill, <laughs> and it's the most insane thing. This is the clip we were talking about they show on Conan all the time. It's clearly a dummy in a wheelchair, stiff as a board, falling <laughs> off this cliff, tied to the wheelchair. As you can tell, it's like tied to it or something, because it doesn't move. It doesn't even like flinch a little bit or fall out. It just completely hits the water. And what does Mac do instead of rescuing him right away? Sits there and watches the kid drown. Oh, you know what? When they show the impact of him falling into the water there, they like they obviously like superimpose yeah, Max Mac. yeah. staring at like, oh, this is happening, and close up on the stupid toy, like and like he's trying to swim, but he can't because he only has the use of his arms and, and Debbie's screaming, Oh my god, oh Eric, ah. So then the stupid creature, which is only about the size of a toddler, manages to walk into the water and carry him out wheelchair and all until he gets into the shallows and then disappears back yeah, into the water. He's still in the wheelchair when he's in the water. He, yeah. he didn't fall out of the wheelchair. <laughs> well, if he didn't fall out, it can't have been that shallow, which means he was in no danger of drowning. <laughs> yeah, he's and he's never strapped into the wheelchair. They never show him, like, you know, that he needs to be strapped in right. for whatever reason. <laughs> so I honestly have no idea. Yeah, that wheelchair scene is just, I rewound that a couple times because yeah. it's, it's too funny when it when it happens. So then the his mom and brother come out and see what's going on, and she's just like, no, no, get some help. Call call an ambulance or something. So then they cut back to his house, but just to get more product placement in there, they show the outside with a couple dogs running around and kids driving by in Power Wheels cars. <laughs> then we cut back to the bedroom. Oh, you okay, son? Oh, yeah, and then that's when uh, Debbie's sister Courtney comes in, wearing her McDonald's worker outfit. Oh, first Debbie says, oh, they don't believe you. You have schizophrenia. What's that? <laughs> oh, it's when you see and hear things that aren't really there, because God knows we needed that explained in a kid's movie. <laughs> Because this movie isn't scary enough as it is. Yeah. Now kids are going to be asking their mom and dad, do I have schizophrenia? <laughs> yeah, and then uh, we meet Debbie's sister, Courtney, who is wearing her McDonald's work outfit, which at first I didn't. they didn't mention that she worked at McDonald's. So I'm just like thinking, oh, what is she just wearing a McDonald's uniform? <laughs> this is some really bad product placement. When she comes in, it, maybe it was my imagination, but it seemed like the first time she saw him out on the deck and then here both times she was like kind of kind of flirty with him like oh hi Eric oh hey how you doing yeah. I mean you just threw yourself off a cliff because 
some little man told you to or whatever, but I don't care. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a little flirty moment between Courtney and Michael. Because when you meet doorway. a man named Mikey Cruz, you can't help but give it up. He <laughs> Seriously. You know what? He he just knows what's up like at all times, except when he's driving, apparently. Yeah. Because at the beginning of the movie, they say, like, oh, I wonder what happened. He goes, maybe it was an ADUI, an alien driving under the influence. Because, like I said, when your name is Mikey Cruz, you automatically know what's up. <laughs> they won't hire him for CSI, because after the initial opening crime, he'll just walk up there and be like, it was Tyrone Ford, he used a lead pipe, made his getaway in a 74 Chevrolet, and that'd be the end of the episode. <laughs> and CBS got to sell their ads. So. Well, some more product placement. Uh, the mom gets a job at Sears, which apparently it's a really hard to get a job at Sears oh, back yeah. in the 80s. <laughs> it's a really big deal. It's like a big deal, and it's really hard to get a job at Sears, because it's all they talk about, the drive to go to Sears. Oh, you know what? I was thinking, on the on the way there, Mikey's driving him, right? And the yeah. mom's in the passenger seat, and they're showing like a camera, like they're really driving. They're going, you're seeing the streets go by, they mm-hmm. go into an intersection. I was instantly reminded of the third season of Damages when Glenn Close is driving her car alone down like a side street where there's no traffic and out of nowhere she just gets T-boned because it was somebody trying to kill her and I just thought oh my god they're about to get T-boned and then they almost get in an accident because Mikey can't seem to see fit to pay attention when he's driving because you know what he's got shit to do apparently and I don't even know why this was in here it was completely unnecessary he doesn't he misses putting on the brakes and almost rear ends a car so he swerves around it and then almost hits somebody who is turning out in front of that other car yeah like hey watch a dumbass yeah. he's just like she's like michael you get like why aren't you paying attention and his response is uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's it and she just leaves they, it at that and they drop my mom off at sears and she's like <coughs> oh johnny will give me a ride home who is like johnny okay she she <laughs> says it as if it's a character we've already been introduced it's her to. first day how does she even know anybody here yeah they came from indiana they said they, no illinois no they said indiana mikey's talking about his ex when he's uh Hitting on Courtney over the phone, like, yeah, no, she's back in Indiana and I'm here, so it's like whatever. Yeah, but he when when she Debbie asks where they're from, Eric says Illinois. Oh, and yeah. he has all the Cubs stuff. Okay, the right, stuff. right. All right. Well, I assume maybe, if you had a maybe they live near Chicago, like Northwest Indiana. That's kind of like, ah, you know, like okay. Connection there. All right. So, or um, maybe he's just such a pimp. She comes to see him. Yeah, they drop the mom off, and they say the first day at work they've only lived there. However, she must have got this job like called ahead. Hey, uh-huh. I need a job at Sears in Rancho Cucamonga or wherever they live. Well, and, you're gonna have to go through our rigorous thirty-hour training process <laughs> questionnaire, psych, psych evaluation. <laughs> so. As for more product placement, instead of Reese's Pieces in this movie, like an E.T., Mac is lured into the house with Coca-Cola in cups placed strategically all over the house. Which, oh, I, I don't know. And then the kid mentions something about the Chicago Cubs m- mascot. He goes, she so he has a giant, the, the, the big giant teddy bear that they use later yeah. in the movie. And Debbie asks, what's that? Like, scared by it, obviously. Yeah. Oh, it's just my Chicago Cubs mascot. Since when is this the Chicago Cubs yeah. mascot? I didn't understand. Like, the Chicago Cubs mascot is always like a cub. Yeah, like, I'm not even a sports fan, and I could tell it was bullshit. Yeah, that bear was just, it was just a teddy bear, random-ass teddy bear with Chicago Cubs hat on. Giant, creepy, lanky teddy bear. Which I thought it was a stuffed animal, but later on, Max inside of it, dressed up in it, so it's a costume? 
Well, like I, I have a theory on that, but let's save it for because when we get he said there. it's a mascot, so it's a mascot costume. I don't hold on, hold on. I don't really know. Wait, wait till we get there. Oh, but, um, so when they when they lure Mac in with the Coca Cola and stuff, they bust out of the closet. Debbie and Eric do, and they suck him up into a vacuum because apparently he can be sucked into anything. He tells Debbie to put a vacuum on her back like she's a Ghostbuster, and then they suck him in like he's a ghost in Ghostbusters. Yeah, and that, I love how he told Debbie to do it though, so she takes the yeah. brunt of all the damage. When he like takes control of the thing, and as they're like floating, levitating, crashing into the ceiling and other walls, yeah. just all around the house, until Mikey finally sees what's going on, convinces him to pull the plug, and, after, and then even after it does, it sparks out and starts like an electrical fire. And after <laughs> all this happens, I mean, I don't know how long the movie's been going out at this point because this movie felt way longer than ninety yeah. minutes. Yeah, it really did. And you, ha- it feels like you haven't seen Max Family in forever. Oh, and they just cut to him again, roaming the desert, and then back to the insanity that's going on inside the Cruz household. Like that's all we need to see is the family just wandering the desert still. Oh, now we got some trash bags as clothes. Yeah. Oh, the mom got a sheet from somewhere, and then the dad was carrying a trash bag. Why are they wearing clothes? They didn't wear clothes on their own planet. Who knows, Corey? Who knows? It's too cold on our planet. It was always so hot on ours. <coughs> I don't know. But then uh, we, and then, you know, Mac, uh, like, you're... Oh, Mikey finally sees that Mac is real, and then they're like, oh, God, did we hurt it? Who gives a fuck? He ruined your house. Yeah, he ruins the house. So then they're like, oh, get him a Coke. Somehow they know, like, they put two and two together and figure out he sold Eric's Coke in the van, and that's what he wants. Oh, get him a Coke. So they basically start feeding him like he's a little baby, and this is his bottle. Yup, kids, Coke does a body good. <laughs> so then right then, after all the shit that happened, he apparently fucked up power in the whole neighborhood. And after only a couple minutes, it's all these power people are there to check on it. And it's right when his mom's coming home. And they're just like, oh, shit, mom's home. And so she walks in the okay, door. He's like, I can't let anybody know I was here. Yeah. Because <laughs> she's apparently a secret agent or something. <laughs> Nobody can know I was here. This message will self-destruct. So they're like, all right, fine. Sneak out the back then, Tardo. And then they mention her anyways two seconds later. <laughs> but then the mom comes in. And the first thing on her, on her mind should have been, hmm, what smells like electrical fire? Well, who cares? Mommy needs her bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> and so Mac disappears, and she doesn't believe him still. And then it cuts, literally just cuts to the next day, and the mom and Eric decide to go for a jog, which Eric's well, just... Before that, they get up, and Mac decides as a show of good faith to magically fix the oh, house. Yeah, he fixed Somehow he, like, yeah. patched all the holes he put in things and just made everything clean and sparkly and pristine. And the mom still doesn't think... And she just comes out, and she goes, Oh, you guys, thank you. They're like, but we didn't do this, Mom. Oh, whatever. <laughs> it's just her whole life. Well, whatever. She's just high on her... I don't give a fuck. She's just on her Xanax or... I know. Or whatever the fuck she's taking. I don't know. And I'm like, well, we're telling you, Mom, it was a creature. And she's like, don't you believe us? Like, I believe there was something, but I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And... She, uh, so they go for a jog. The mom goes for a jog, and Eric is just in this uh, next to her, wheeling along with his headband on. Yeah, swearing, Oh, I'm gonna beat you. Oh, no, you're not. <laughs> when he doesn't even have to do anything and just let gravity and, and momentum this, do the there's work. There's this ridiculous montage, just music, this ridiculous montage music starts playing. And I don't know, I don't know what the song was. I was just like, What is this song? It was, it was one of the songs from the soundtrack. Yeah. But, uh, and they, then all of a sudden, Mac finds a power wheel. Yeah, they. They, they like jog past 
past a house which apparently feels the need to leave their dogs loose in the front yard and a kid's Power Wheels car out front where it can get stolen. So then Mac, to, to be his cute, lovable little scamp self, just decides to jump in the thing and drive around. And then not only did those two dogs start chasing him, but this entire horde of dogs because <laughs> every house on this block apparently has like five dogs and lets them all loose in the front yard. So this tidal wave of dogs starts chasing him just because he's driving a Power Wheels car. And I'll tell you what, they might make those things powerful enough that you could drive them. They do not go this fast, even when you're going downhill. But he's like doing a race car thing to evade these dogs going downhill. Almost gets in an accident a couple times again because this piece of shit... I want to know how many days this <sighs> takes place across because they move in day one. Day two, she's working at Sears. Day three, they're going out for the jog and it's the day of the birthday party that was previously mentioned that uh, Eric got invited to by Debbie, which is some girl named Brittany's birthday party. So the uh, Debbie's mom and Debbie are waiting out in the driveway for Eric to come out, but now he has Mac, and Debbie sees Mac, you know, and they don't know what to do with him, so Eric puts him inside the Chicago Cubs bear mascot thing, and the mom's just like, oh, what the hell's wrong with this kid? He's in a wheelchair, and he has attached to this teddy bear. She has, like, such an issue, like, with him. She's <laughs> like, he, because she goes, he's from Illinois. Like, oh, he's from Illinois. She, like, you know, like, disparages <laughs> it like that, like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. And she's like, what kind of bear is that? And he's like, it's the new computerized kind. Well, to be fair, at the time, Teddy Ruxpin was big. This is true. And this that was true. a oh, computerized teddy bear that talks to you. And she's like, I thought you said you had him for a long time. So I'm almost, su- almost surprised they didn't try to work that in. Oh, oh yeah. it's the new Teddy Ruxpin model. Hint, yeah. Because he goes, uh, well, she's like, I thought you said you had him for a long time. Like, she's like, oh, he's like, oh, he has a new microchip put in him. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh, you kids and your toys. Like, the, all the parents in here, they're just... <laughs> and the birthday party is what we had mentioned before, is the McDonald's dance scene. Oh, oh about is... the bear, about the bear. Oh, yeah, yeah I theory to, on the bear, yeah. I think this was a giant stuffed bear, but to make the sacrifice for Mac, who Eric supposedly cares about so much now, he had to gut his childhood friend <laughs> to let Mac inside. So he, he has his first serial killer moment here, like taking a giant kitchen knife. Just, I'm sorry, buddy. That's a deleted scene. Yeah. No! I'm sorry! Crying the entire time. So oh, yeah. But I love before like they take off for this party, too. Like Mikey's driving mom to work. And she's just like, oh, Mr. Debbie's mom's going to be here to take you there. So he goes outside to say goodbye to his mom, comes back in with Debbie, and then Max just set up chilling in the living room like he's been there all day long. Like, he literally just appeared and has all this other shit set up oh, all over the place. Oh, that's he's watching Snorks again. Yeah, and, like, all these clues about where his family is. Like, like just like that, you know, I own the house now. Yeah, I, and how did he know that his family was near the Wick, Wick's furniture thing? They must be telepathic. They have God knows what else. When they do their Wu-Tang clothes. There's like Wu-Tang Clan Ain't nothing to fuck with (laughs) And that's how they communicate While whistling Yes So when they go to McDonald's 
that's what we were talking about before, the whole dance scene. Which is, it's just, like, like we said before, it's insane. Apparently McDonald's is the coolest place to hang out. This is where everybody hangs out <laughs> when they, when you know, after school or somewhere. Oh, I guess it's kind of summertime. Though they mentioned, Courtney mentioned is doing school work at one point. So maybe she's in summer school. <laughs> I don't know. But they keep mentioning, making it seem like it's summertime since all the kids are just out willy-nilly doing whatever the hell they want. Uh, and then Mac, at one point, stretches his arm out, out of the bear costume and grab somebody's pop. Yeah, when just like five minutes ago back at the house, he refused a Coke that they offered him, but no, yeah. I gotta steal kid shit now, because that's what I do. Yeah, and then like nobody seems to like care that his arm just uh, stretched just like, out. Whoa, that's one awesome teddy bear, bro. Yeah, with this g- creepy alien hand that comes out. <laughs> it's just like, why would any kid not just freak out? Uh, yeah, the, the dance scene inside and outside are both insane. I really don't understand why there were football players in full uniform. Yeah. I still can't get past that. They're some of the first people to start dancing, too. Yeah. They're like literally the first, some of the first people to start dancing. And then when Max starts dancing inside the bear outfit, this is clearly when it's like a five to six-year-old kid inside there, or an adult. It could have been yeah. like a small adult even mm-hmm. at this point. It was just... It was just on the giant ordering counter, and like nobody seems to give a fuck. All the people well, behind the workers, counter are just like, yeah, yeah clapping and watching and smiling. Yeah, all the workers are dancing too. And yeah, it just makes it look like the greatest place on earth. McDonald's is like Disneyland, except you don't have to spend a fortune to go there. Yeah, yeah really, really. It's like, oh yeah, this you know, this is the most magical place on earth. <laughs> McDonald's. Uh, so once they get in here, this is when the wheelchair chase scene that I had mentioned before starts. Oh, oh, not quite, not quite. Okay, the dance is still going on. The government people, they they showed up before and they oh, figured yeah, out yeah, 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 because yeah. they were like checking into the power fuck up thing and they realized that they're lying about not knowing what's going on. So they followed Eric there and like they see him like, oh, that must be Mac and the teddy bear thing. So like they're just like, hold your position, hold your position. And a car calls, pulls up with the trunk open, like two small cages inside. Like these things blasted their way out of steel reinforced doors, but it's cool, because we got a small cage. Why do they have two cages? Were they planning on throwing Eric into one of them? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I really don't understand why they had two cages. It was really weird. Yeah, so then when people bust in and start to try to get him, he like does like this crouching tiger hidden dragon like jump spin move, like three flips through the air without touching anything over to the exit door and then runs out. Yeah, he floats. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And he's joined by Eric, and then we have the, the wheelchair chase with the the dance party's still going at strong yeah, behind them at McDonald's. Yeah, like it got bigger out in the parking lot. They just like drew in random passerbys. <laughs> like this dance party's more of a black hole. Like once you <laughs> see it, you're caught in its event horizon and you have to join. It's like the the mosh pits from uh, Human Giant. That's exactly what it reminded me of. So when they're when they're going on this chase scene, which I mentioned looks very eerily similar to the chase in ET. Eric and Mac in the wheelchair basically get hit by a car. Well, they 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 basically get hit by a car. First, they go rolling down another big hill, which they had to know was a terrible idea. It's not even paved; it's like a dirt grass hill. When they and they they effortlessly crash through this huge six foot thick wooden fence. Just oh, we got momentum. We must just be yeah. able to crash. They crash through Sears, blow up all kinds of shit in Sears. Which Max Mom or not Max Mom? Oh. Max Mom is working at Sears now. Probably later on. We didn't see that part. But <laughs> well, you're, you're going a little fast here. Slow yeah, down. Yeah, I didn't mean. Uh, I Eric mean, feels the need to yeah. strip Mac of the teddy bear disguise while they're going, because yeah. God knows that's so important when they're trying to make their escape. So they're ro- rolling down 
down these neighborhood hill streets again. All these people are backing out of their driveway way faster than they should be. So there's all these near collisions with that and the government agents chasing after them. There's like three of those. They they almost get hit by a Hinkley and Schmidt water truck when yeah. they take a turn. And there's some couple holding hands who almost get plowed over by them who have to just the last second. Ah! And then they go out into a huge street full of traffic. And like one car... on the highway at one point. It's like a. It's almost like a. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe like an in-city highway or yeah. something. Okay. So when they're going down that highway, they're going head-on with a car, and that car cuts so close that either that part is superimposed, like <laughs> them in the wheelchair, or that stunt driver almost killed that kid or whoever was in that wheelchair because mm-hmm. it is the closest cut. We were both when we were watching this. I was just like, oh my god, oh my god, <laughs> they literally almost just died. Like, that is a scary stunt. I don't know if the kid was in the wheelchair, a stunt person, who else? That person would have got hit by a car going at least 40 miles an hour. Yep, they first pull out into the street and a car slams on the brakes and stops short. Then another car slams on the brakes and, like, fishtails around him. And I thought, oh, God, here's another accident. And then you hear this horrible sound effect. You don't see it, but you're just like... Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, this is the third pile up this piece of shit has caused yeah. in this movie. I was like, how many more innocent people have to die because of this hideous fucking gargoyle fetus? <laughs> and like, it just keeps happening. So he's like, oh, I gotta keep going. So he's rolling straight into oncoming traffic, like playing chicken with cars that are going like 40 miles an hour. Like, I don't give a fuck. I gotta protect my dead is, alien baby. Is Mac helping the wheelchair go at such speeds in <laughs> any way? doesn't matter. I think it's powers. funnier if he's not. Yeah, I guess so. It's funnier if he's not. That's how strong Eric is. That's why they took that jog earlier, so he can get his skills up higher. He had to get, gain some XP there. So uh, they end up at Sears. Yeah, he grabs onto a truck and like gets pulled along by that, like Back to the Future style. Yeah. Ooh. Oh yeah. Well, while the Alan Silvestri back. And to of the course, that thing just happened flying. to be going by Sears conveniently. Yeah, crash through Sears, and Eric's mom conveniently just so happened to be walking by the moment they go through. She's like going. Up up the escalator as they go through. She's she's asking this guy how long he's worked in lingerie. Yeah. <laughs> so how long he worked in lingerie? Huh? And he's like a really old guy. Too. Yeah. <laughs> he was like he was at least like thirty years older than the mom. <laughs> Easily, I was just like, "Oh, this is really weird." Oh, and she's like, Mac Eric, decides to, Eric. decides to trigger all these electric cars, to, like get in the way, and one of the agent guys like steps on it and seriously wipes out like really bad. And then they just dubbed in over that like real, real like low, like mumbly, like "You okay?" Yeah, like no, some guy, some guy just died because <laughs> of this piece of shit. And they start blowing up TVs and whatnot mm-hmm, on the way out. And then uh, they and then they blast lost- their way through a glass door too, rather than opening it, because God knows that was necessary. Well, they, he locked the door. They threw the TVs through the door. Oh, right. Okay. He locked the door somehow. Okay. It wasn't I, like an, it probably wasn't even an electrical lock. It was probably yeah. just like a turn lock. Somebody <laughs> locked the door because they had to throw the TVs through the window, which they're they're they should be well down the street at this point. Mm-hmm. By the time they smash the windows and get through, but no, the guys are like right behind them. Like, what do they stop and wait and for like, these they guys to like come? They're out? having the hardest, most labored time at it too. And when the mom like follows them. Like through the broken door, she like puts her arms up like this to try to protect herself, even though it's all gone. She's obviously not talking, and they still dub in the line like, "Oh, Hank!" <laughs> and uh, well, and then to the rescue, Michael and Mikey Cruz and Debbie, and Michael picks up Mac. 
And Eric in the wheelchair. Yeah, as like, the first he goes. takes Matt because God knows that's more important. I thought he was just going to pull Eric out of the wheelchair, but no. With like one arm, he lifts him and the entire wheelchair into the van. Yeah. Because when you're Mikey Cruz, you just got it like that. <laughs> when you're Mikey Cruz, you're not going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's just I just didn't I didn't understand this because. They. Oh, I love when they're going through the store too, and his mom finally sees Max. She's like, Eric, what is that in your lap? In my head, I was like, a Mexican girl, mom, get used to it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they're in the van, and they decide to. Because Mac keeps making all noises and pointing, and he's leaving these clues. They decide to go. Find his parents for him. Their their destination is a Wix furniture, like in another kind of far away. But town. I don't understand how they knew where they were going. Like, how did they know? They could have looked it up in a phone book. <sighs> yeah, like I just don't know how they knew where to go. Like, but how do they know? They're new. They're new to this well, area. It's the eighties, though. They had to obviously have a map to get them where they were going. They could have had a road map. Yeah, but they weren't even going to a Wix furniture. They were going to a Wix furniture billboard. Well, they didn't know that. They found that along the way and thought, oh, this must be what he was talking so about. So how could they have looked up a Wix furniture store if they weren't even going to a Wix furniture store? They, they thought they were going to a Wix furniture store. They just along so happened the way, to look up, they stumbled onto they the billboard. They just so happened to look up the right Wix furniture store near the billboard. They're like, he had like pictures of horses and a Wix furniture ad, which is the same picture that was on the billboard, and like these straws he was cutting up and making look like weird flowers or something, yeah. and then they saw like the, the so, windmills. And so they're why like, were there oh. so many wild horses? Horses. Was this like a thing in the 80s? Like there was a huge problem with wild horses in California in the 80s? Well, there, there actually were. I don't know about California, but there were areas of wild horses throughout the country. I saw a thing in the late 80s on 2020 talking about how that was a thing that they were trying to protect, even though they weren't native to the continent. You know, after Europeans came in, there got to be like areas full of wild horses. Yeah, and they I were trying see to that protect in like them. areas in like Montana, yeah, Wyoming. But like this, this but is like, just out of nowhere. But a highly, like a populated area. Highway. This was like the billboard was on a highway. Well, it was going through the desert. It was like a simple little two lane route through the desert, but still, I wouldn't buy that those horses would be there. No. But like they see the billboard, they make the connection. They're like, oh, let's just turn off here down the sketchy, like barely there dirt road. And then they play this wonderful 80s road trip music. And when they pull into the crowd of horses, like the horses seem like they're either going to get plowed or plow into the van itself. I'm like, oh my God, this piece is just going to cause a pile up with horses now. So, yeah, so then Mac gets out when they're near the, near the windmills and somehow find, realizes that his parents are in this, like, mine. Yeah, it's like I a mine, like an abandoned mine slash furniture dump. Yeah. Because when they pull up on it, you see, like, an old desk and dresser. I don't like, really understand how he knew they were in there because once they <coughs> get there, they're basically dead inside there. Yeah. They're basically, like, barely alive. They're, like, barely alive. They can't even move until they get some Coca-Cola inside yeah. their system. Oh, we only have two, but it's enough Yeah. For now. Anyway, well, apparently Coca Cola is the secret <coughs> to eternal life. I even wrote down when they were when I when they saw him dead. I even wrote down maybe they just need Coke. <laughs> 
before they went and got the coke cans. So I like they send poor Mikey in first to take care of shit instead of like Mac, which would make sense. Like, oh, potentially dangerous aliens. Let's send in a strange human that they could just kill. Yeah. So he sees them and they're laying dead and they look so nasty. Like they oh seriously God. look like the body outlines from the ruins of Pompeii. Yeah, they really do. They look really disgusting. So then he could see that they're just barely breathing. He's like, are they alive? He's like, I don't know. He could see they're still barely breathing. He pokes his finger into the dad's eye. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I guess they are. Bring me the Coke. And eventually they wake up, and the one little girl goes, (coughs) one little girl tells the one alien, for whatever reason, she just goes, Hi, I'm Debbie, the neighbor. If he, if the alien, if the alien can't even understand them, it's probably like the neighbor to who? <laughs> who are you the neighbor to? Because I don't understand what the fuck is going on right now. We're lying dead in an abandoned mine shaft, and we're being revived by Coca Cola, uh. and we're we're just regaining consciousness. And all of a sudden, you're telling me you're somebody's fucking neighbor. Oh, uh, you know what? This is this is still in the middle of all that '80s sitcom silliness, like. Uh, Kimmy like the, the ugly, the ugly neighbor girl on uh, Small Wonder, like what's yeah. her name, Henrietta. Like that's basically who Debbie is here, except she's not quite as ugly. <laughs> but I could just imagine that too. Like they, that's the way they credit her in their their upbeat sitcom opening thing. Like and so and so as Debbie, the neighbor, or just as the neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. They gather the family together and they get them in the van. And when they're leaving the desert, they are flying so fast out of the desert, desert and driving recklessly. Oh, yeah. Like, the car is swerving insanely out of the desert and takes a super sharp turn onto the road. We were like, yep. whoa! Mikey Cruz, Mikey Cruz is a man that gives no fucks. Yeah. I was like, whoa, he is flying out on of the, the way, desert. On the way out there, they show the camera, like, at the front of the van. It's a two-lane highway, one way going one, or, or one lane going one way, one lane going the other. He's driving right down the middle of the divider line. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when your name's Mikey Cruz, you have to own the whole road. Yeah. So then when he's he's not only flying off that dirt path, he signals to turn right and then swerves left. <laughs> I love this son of a bitch. He's an experienced driver. Who knows if he even had his license? Like, he might Mikey, you signaled the wrong way. Up, 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 up. <laughs> Ah, uh, so well to keep the family calm and out of in control because the dad keeps wanting to touch everything and mess with everything in the fucking van. Yeah, they like they just go like, oh, he got your tire iron and twisted it into a fucking pretzel. How scary is that? He's obviously just like retarded sitting back there, like give me something else to bend, give me a kid's neck to break. So because so then he goes to reach for Debbie's bracelet, and she goes, oh, you're hurting me. Like, oh my god, is he gonna rape her? <laughs> About that. So then she tries to lead them in like the hokey pokey or whatever <laughs> to keep their arms busy. And Simon says, they keep going, Simon says, Simon says, put your hand on your head, put your hand, put your hand in your ears, wiggle your ears. Simon says, don't break my neck, don't do it, don't do it. Yeah. Simon says, don't rape me, I'm only a child. <laughs> 
She's like, I want, I'm saving myself for Eric and his uh, paralyzed penis. Um, oh, but uh, I forgot to mention when uh, they make their escape and they, they talk to the mom, they're like, oh, it got away. And she's like, what got away? And then they're like, oh, she goes like, is it the, the alien creature? And they like look at her. I was like, oh, God, she's getting interrogated by Jack Bauer. He's going <laughs> to sit her down in the room and like stick her fingers in a cigar cutter and like, now, how, why have you been hiding this creature? I didn't even know about bullshit. Ah! Yeah, or just waterboarding her for yeah. What is its name? I don't know. I thought it was bullshit until Finder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 seriously. And then when they're on their way back to. I don't know where they plan on bringing the aliens, really. Me neither. I don't know if they do. They didn't have a plan. They just needed to stop and get more Coca-Cola. Was the well, they gas, needed gas. Gas and Coca-Cola. You gas, I need to get more drinks. Yeah. So they both, uh, Mikey and Courtney, both leave the car, leaving the kids in there, which is a terrible idea. So this car pulls up at the other side of the pump they're stopped at. It's two girls. One gets out to go into the gas station, and this butterface chick is sitting behind the <laughs> wheel. And she, like, looks in there and sees Max Dan doesn't even flinch. And she, like, smiles and gives him, like, a, hey. Like, yeah. I obviously have no self-esteem. Get inside me. <laughs> So then she like she then she's just like oh okay whatever. And so then like, the mom pops she, up and then they're like and she's still looking at them like they're normal people. Yeah, and then like she just reaches for her sprite, which is also a Coke product, but they haven't had a taste of that yet. She reaches for her sprite, so the dad just like starts stretches, breaks the van window, grabs it out of her hand, and then like she's like ah. Oh, and when they cut back to his hand pulling back in with the sprite, I swear his middle finger's up, and like for half a second he's flipping her off as he's pulling his arm in. I, I went back and I rewound it how many times, like, this is happening. This is real. And then they decide to get out and go into the grocery store next door mm-hmm. and uh, proceed to knock down their Coca-Cola display. Well, they walk in there looking completely retarded and naked and weird. And then there's a woman carrying yeah, a baby this, who's just in a diaper. Yeah, this fat redneck woman with a naked baby and just a diaper walks up to him and like the dumb mom and the dumb Mac baby like exchange glances like oh you know what's up okay and then this grocery store scenario where they, they go in and they start messing with the stuff and the, the manager runs over and the security guy runs up this turns in really intense moment yeah it gets really intense Mikey and Courtney run in but they're already in the middle of a standoff yeah and then the dad uh, alien takes the gun yeah. And is walking around with this gun yeah. for at least five minutes. That is scary as hell. Like, this is a serious, like, you know, kidnapper terrorist scenario. Yeah, you got And they're, like, playing, no, it's okay, he just doesn't know what he's doing. Bullshit! He's gonna kill more people, just like these assholes have been killing people throughout the movie. Yeah, and so, like, the police, the FBI, the agents, sh- the uh, NASA people show up. Who knows how they knew that they were there. They got the call over the radio, and they just started having to be next to their helicopter. To be with the mom. Well, if they were finally smart now, they would have had every available man on the thing ready, like throughout the area. Like, okay, realistically, yeah. they could have only gotten so far in this amount of time. So, like, be ready to respond, or maybe even—I don't even think it was like government people at first. They showed up later. It was just like have have SWAT at the ready, you know? Yeah, it was really weird. So.
So the, the, there's like a standoff inside the grocery store with the family. And Mikey, balls the size of grapefruits, is standing between all these cops with guns and the dumb alien who could pull the trigger at him at any second. Yeah, <laughs> and the family walks out, gun in hand, walks... Oh, well, they have to haul Mikey out of there, to his credit, because he doesn't want to give him up. Even Courtney's saying, like, fuck it, it's too late, get out of here, don't die. Yeah, Mikey, they like almost... I thought they were using handcuffs at first, but then you realize later he wasn't, but it looked like he was. Yeah, I mean, they did put him in the squad car, so I thought he was pretty much arrested at that point. Yeah, and then the aliens, after they like start shooting at them a little bit... They gather up like bags and boxes full of groceries first, when yeah. before they couldn't even figure out how to pick up a single can, and they still walk out there with the dad gun in hand, and that's when the <laughs> dumb the dumb guy gets on the thing there, he's like, you know, this is the police. Put down your gun and nothing will happen to you. Yeah, and they keep saying that, and then they walk over by the, uh, the uh, gas the one, station. The one guy in charge of it, like, to his credit, he's like, no, no, don't fire, don't fire. And, like, some dumbass, apparently, just goes to shift's position and, like, trips and falls and his gun goes off. And then the dad starts shooting at them, like, brilliantly, just like, okay, and it's just, like, fucking firefight. Yeah, and how does he know how to fire a gun? He's so dumb, and they couldn't even realize, they didn't even know how to pick up a can of Coca-Cola, yet he knows how to fire a weapon. And the idiots in charge can't even keep their hands on Eric to pull him out of this, so he decides to wheel himself into the middle of the firefight when somehow one of their one of the stray bullets from the cops, I guess, hits one of the gas pumps or something, and there's just this huge explosion which consumes all See, the aliens. We thought the aliens did it with their touch, with their explosion touch thing, because it not only blows up the gas station, it blows up the grocery store next door, too. And you know what? I know they got people out the front. I guarantee they still had people working in the back that oh, had no yeah. idea what was going on. So more people died because of oh, these yeah. fucking assholes. So many people died because the, the gas I'll guarantee you they didn't bother to resurrect anybody else. The gas station blew up, the convenience store connected <coughs> to the gas station blew up, and the grocery store blew up, all with Eric sitting in the front of it, taking the brunt of this giant explosion. And they, they again, they Which just like superimpose like the silhouette of somebody in a wheelchair over this gigantic explosion. Well, point, and he doesn't a, get blown over at all because he's not really there. Because yeah, well, then, then when he hears really there, it's just like either a dummy or him was just like laying back in the chair. And if he really did take the brunt of this explosion, he's like completely untouched other than, oh, he he took the force of it and he's dead because of that. No. He was in the middle of this gigantic fucking explosion. You went this dark with this movie. He should have a chest full of shrapnel bleeding all over the place. And then when they bring his mom in in the chopper, he should be trying to say like, mom, I love her. Like vomit blood all over his mouth and throat because, and die in her arms. Uh, after all these lives are lost inside this grocery store and gas station, who knows how many people were dead, civilians and workers, who knows? Um, Eric is dead. Yeah. He dies for at least a few minutes in this movie. Yep, they get a doctor over there to check him out, and his brother and Courtney are there, just like, oh, he's gone. Like, Sobbing. He's gone? So the aliens walk. Like Courtney's crying harder, and he's not even related to her. Like she must have wanted to fuck him bad. (laughs) Yeah, and then the aliens walk out of the fire, all like these invincible retard aliens. You just can't keep them down. Yeah, they can blow up in a giant explosion. So they come out. And they heal Eric. They gather around him. They put up their hands in the Wu-Tang symbol and whistle and shit. And he comes back to life. Yeah. and, y- and Except, y- except, they can resurrect the dead, but even they can't fix his spine. See, at this point, when we, when we were watching it, uh, my girlfriend goes, 
I, I bet he can walk after this. <laughs> I go, I go, I have a weird feeling that he's not going to walk. After yep. this. So they, they, you don't see that he can walk or can't walk until all of a sudden it cuts to, okay, this kid almost died. They blew up a grocery store, killed all these people inside or, you know, whatever else. And it cut the next scene. This is insane. This is literally insane because it doesn't make any sense why this is the next scene. It cuts to two guys running who are the uh, NASA agents yeah. running and you're like what running are through this little park what are they running towards a big towards? official government and they're building. like we're gonna be late we're gonna be late we can't be late. late is everything set is the car ready it's gotta be ready yeah so it's like alright what's going on here they go into this hall where there's some sort of ceremony going on and then I realize that it's a ceremony for all these people who are becoming US citizens uh-huh. and lo and behold these goddamn aliens are becoming fucking citizens they're Right they're right up front. They just murdered people. They, they still have no concept of anything of what's going on. They put clothes on them like from the 50s, except for Mac, who's in Mick Kids get up that says in bright, multicolored letters, Mick Kids on the yeah, front. Why and Dad's they... still standing there. He's got its hand up, but other than that, it's still just like Urkel's drunken swing back and forth. <laughs> derp, derp. Yeah, why? Okay, why, why are they dressed like they're from the 50s? And two... More importantly, and they take off in a pink Cadillac from the fifties too. Yeah, and more importantly, why are they letting them become U.S. citizens? They just, they just created all this havoc, murdered people just because they brought a little boy back to life. What about all? I know. And the government people standing there saw it happen. So in my head, I was like, they can bring back the dead. Oh, they're so getting dissected now. Yeah, seriously, that's what would totally happen. Because why were they chasing them in the first place? Because they wanted to figure out what was going on with them. So they're chasing them for all this time. So the whole movie has no reason to it because they're chasing them. What were they chasing them (laughs) to let them become U.S. citizens? That was the whole point of this movie? So then, like, they, they finish the ceremony, and they're all, everybody, all the main characters are there. They're just like, oh, we're so happy for him, like, hugging him. And, like, Mikey goes to pick up, like, the daughter alien, who's, like, huge at this point. Like, he's lifting somebody who's, like, three quarters of his own size, like, lifts her up and, like, kisses her. And then somebody else kisses one of the other aliens, like, my God, what the <laughs> fuck happened here? Yeah, I just don't understand why this is the end of the movie. I don't understand why this is... From where you go from the explosion and Eric coming back to life, how this is the next scene. I don't understand it. You see Eric still in the wheelchair, so he, he, they didn't care his inability to walk. <laughs> He's, you know, whatever. And then they drive away in a pink Cadillac. They let these things drive after all the goddamn multi-car accidents they've caused. Yeah, did they get their driver's license at the same place where they were American citizens? <laughs> I don't know. Well, we got them all out of the Cracker Jack box, so they must be So good. they're driving, and what I want to know is, when they drive away, why are Eric and Debbie going with them, and where the fuck are they going? <laughs> Eric off and on De- more wacky adventures, Eric to be and sure. Debbie just go off with these aliens. Leaves home. They leave home. Yeah. They're only like, what, 12 years old, maybe? Maybe. Yeah. And they just leave. Bye, school. Bye, mom. <laughs> Bye, family. I'm leaving, going with the Mac family. And... <laughs> and- and, and then, then and I then guess one of them is chewing gum, and you Mac see a, is chewing gum at the end. He a blows big, giant cartoon balloon blow up over their car as they pan away as it's driving down the highway that says on it, we'll be back. But no, they won't, because this film didn't even come halfway to breaking even. Yeah. 
Yeah, they planned a sequel, but it was uh, shelved. I really wish they would make a, make a sequel to it nowadays. I think that would be um, absolutely amazing. It could, yeah, Mac and Me, the joint venture. It could be like a, um, a Harold and Kumar-esque type of movie. But you know what? I know not everybody's going to know what we're talking about here, but what I almost wish would have happened then, this ending was so insane and so nonsensical. Even if they had Debbie and Eric with them, that car was big enough and old enough and had extra room. I wish they would have stopped at a street corner and picked up the three main characters from Land of Doom. And as they hop in, they go, here we go again, and then drive off with them. Yeah, Land of Doom was a really shitty movie. Uh, B-movie as well. But, yeah, the end ends... It doesn't end as ridiculous as this movie does, but this movie, this movie is just the ending. I still can't understand it. I've had, I've had at least twenty four hours now to take in that ending, and I still don't understand how it goes from the explosion and death of many to them becoming U.S. citizens. Like the whole point of the of the NASA agents chasing them is clearly because they want to capture them. Capture them and study them and keep them from causing harm, which they failed at all. Yeah. all of <laughs> because them. they let them become U.S. citizens. I just don't even understand it. And it's like you know what? If they if they really want to be friends with these things, and they realize they accidentally picked them up, they know where they came from. They know where they could send them back to. So why don't they try to send them back home? No, we're just leaving you guys here. Yeah, I really, I really don't understand. I don't. Oh God, I really. Just, I don't know. I don't know. And, like, these... Ugh, I wish all the, the shitty, shitty, puerile, lowest common denominator, quote-unquote, family movie crap they put out today was this obviously transparently bad because then at least I could get a good laugh out of most of it. But, like, this movie, it just pissed me off so bad, like, halfway through before the really funny shit started happening. I was just like, my God, you know what? I just want to grab this thing and just, like, punch the hell out of it. Like, if they all realized how, what it was and how it how bad it fucked up their house. Just keep punching and punching and punching. You know what? He wouldn't even register any damage. He'd just, like, start stretching out and have his eyes go all googly again and go, like, <laughs> and, like, the mom would just be, like, you know, hand, hand Mikey a knife and be like, cut his ugly face! <laughs> oh, I really wish, I really hope one day... Uh, somebody makes a documentary about this movie, and I think it needs to happen. And they what went into the making? Too. What went into the making of this movie, and where these people are nowadays? Actually, the mom, she's been in plenty of movies. I remember she was in Black Sheep. She was like the woman who was running for Senate. Oh, in Black Sheep, who was oh, probably in wow, David okay. Spade. Yeah, yeah, she's been in a lot of movies. Uh, I just always remember her from that. I looked up Mikey's credits. He hasn't been in anything for a while, but he's been in a lot of things since this. Yeah, so. Uh, Mac and Me is insane. If you haven't seen it, please, 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 please go see it. Because, once again, my mind is absolutely just blown from the ending. Especially the ending. The ending, oh, God, it makes no sense. (laughs) I still just don't even understand. I don't understand much about this movie. This also needs to be on Adult Swim. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, next week, our movie... Uh, is an 80s movie. I don't know the exact year, but it is an 80s movie called The Order of the Black Eagle. And in this outlandish spy send-up, James Bond wannabe Duncan Jacks, played by Ian Hunter, and his tank-driving baboon (laughs) infiltrate a South American lair where a group of Nazis scheme to revive a cryogenically frozen Adolf Hitler. (laughs) 
This sounds like a really bad 80s B attempt at G.I. Joe. Yeah. Armed with high-tech gadgets gadgets and joined by sizzling hot lady agents, Jax <laughs> turns his mission into a widely explosive crusade against the fascist baddies. Worth Keeter directs this over-the-top action flick. And for anybody who's wondering, Worth Keeter is also a longtime director for Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. <laughs> so that should tell you what to expect right here. Yeah, this movie... I, it came to the decision because after watching the trailer, it is absolutely insane. The fact that they show this baboon in the trailer as his sidekick, I was just like, what is going on? That, they, that is in the description from Netflix, by the way. So, I mean, they might have added some little goofiness to it. But, yeah, it is... The trailer, there were at least six boat explosions in this trailer (laughs) on top of all the other explosions that happened. And I don't know. The main main character, Duncan Jacks, they make it seem like this character's been in so many movies before, but I looked it up and this is the first time this character's premiered. (laughs) The trailer makes it seem like this is a long running franchise. (laughs) Don't you just love that? (laughs) Yeah. Like, I've never even heard of this character before. So, yes, that'll be our movie next week. Uh, The Order of the Black Eagle. It is on Netflix. I'm sure it's on YouTube as well. Uh, if you, I mean, watch the trailer alone, and that'll get you excited to see this insanity that's going to be this movie. I don't know if it'll be as insane as Mac and Me. I can only hope because uh, this movie was truly insane. Uh, if you uh, want to leave us a review on iTunes, that would be awesome. It helps us out a lot. That's uh, where we're most readily available. So subscribe on iTunes. That also helps subscriptions and reviews. Uh, we're also available on our website, bnbpodcast.com, and on Stitcher. You can reach out to us with suggestions, reviews, thoughts, whatever else you want to want us to read. We'll read your emails, bnbpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, bnbpodcast, and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash bnbpodcast. So for the B-Movie Breakdown... I'm Corey. I'm DRC. And honey, here's your toe. Mommy needs her Xanax. Good night. You just say things sometimes. Yeah. Oh, the worst. B-movie breakdown at the best. Oh, the worst.